one. Hello, everyone. Once again, welcome back to our Critical Clarity podcast. My name is Jerry Lasak, and I'm always with my co-host. Can't get rid of her, Miss Nanette Smith. How you doing, man? <laughs> um, well, we're hanging in there, aren't we, Jerry? There's so much. Uh, I think so. I, I think we're doing okay. So much to deal with, but you know what? In airworthiness class this week, um, do, and doing that airworthiness certification. I learned a term that I think you'll know, and it is relevant here. It is Semper Gumbus. <laughs> Always gummed up. <laughs> well, actually, oh, I won't. no, I was told that it refers to the to the little toy figure Gumby. So it means yeah. always be flexible. Uh, yeah, okay, that's yeah. good. So, um, well, I guess it was not a marine term. Maybe it was an army term that they were saying. No, it's got to be a marine if it starts with semper. So, well, okay. semper fine. <laughs> semper for the most is our right. our code word. Every, every marine knows what that is, or he wasn't a marine. Right. So anyway, we have to remember semper gambus be flexible. Yeah. Like my dad says, the only constant in life is change. And I <laughs> and I like to add to that: bend or break. The choice is yours. So, the Gumby. <laughs> so we have much to endure, but and we need to keep up the fight. And that's what this this episode is going to be about: is keeping up the fight to to make change happen in a positive way instead of instead of the way it's been going. So on that, who's in the hall of shame this week, Jerry? Oh, Trump. Trump is in the hall of shame. He's all that's They ought to just rename the hall of shame to the Trump Hall of Shame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's start with his rally at Native American land at Mount Rushmore, where he wasn't invited. Apparently, the Indians, the Sioux, signed a treaty back in the 1870s that forbid anybody uh, going on to their land without permission. But that, that doesn't matter to him. And uh, this is where, I guess, he said his brilliant words of uh, the big desert storm fight in uh, Vietnam. Was was really critical. He's an idiot, and and uh, of course nobody had masks on, man. Right. And and they're, and they're hooting. They were sitting right next to each other. The 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 yeah. chairs were actually um, uh, tied together, so they couldn't couldn't, couldn't be separated. Now I understand yeah. that the fire department had to mandate that because um, we were worried about in an evacuation the chairs might people might trip over the chairs, but they didn't have to sit right next to each other. But they did. They sat right next to each other, no masks, showing Trump how how loyal they were. <laughs> so, they're God. They're God. They get what they deserve there. And yeah, no. and more than it just being, did he not have permission? That a Native American, the the tribe there came out with, you are not to come here. You're not welcome. I mean, they they exactly. Then he was ignored, or, or they you know, they were ignored by him. But one thing that's I never knew that that was actually Native American land. I and mean, absolutely, we yeah. can give it back and let them tear down those and let them tear down those those statues if they if they those are treaties signed under the glorious general Custer, i believe and uh <laughs> general Custer, for those that haven't he was an excellent writer and i was fascinated by a couple of his books he wrote i think one was a pony soldier but just how tough our forefathers were back then uh living off the land riding their ponies you know 100 miles a day there were some incredible people and of course, Custer really had a, a fine hand at writing. 
of course, <laughs> of course, that's about all he had. <laughs> uh, right. And he he left the earth without his scalp, so that's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, I think that we really. I think that if we should at least either offer to buy it, and if they don't want to to buy it, when they don't want to sell it, then they sh we should give it back and let them do whatever they want with it. Uh, don't have to give it back; it's theirs. You know, right, stay off, stay off it, buddy. <laughs> Go ahead and, and knock it down. Whatever you like, you know. Honestly, yeah, yeah. So, um, what a joke. Right. So then we've got the House voting to expand Obamacare. All of the Republicans voted no, but luckily we have yep. to move the House. Um, Trump will veto, and McConnell won't won't take it up as as usual. So there's our uh, McConnell is also regularly in our Hall of Shame, as are pretty much most of the the GOP, at least the ones that are in office. And it's incredible. It's yeah. uh, and how they put up with this, and if they don't get payback, it, it's time to pack it up and just move to Guam or something. These people are self-serving, greedy, criminalistic bastards in my book. Right. And the only reasons they're, they're there is to dip their hands into the unlimited pill of the uh, U.S. Treasury and taking Putin's guidelines every day of the week, making excuses or hiding so that they don't have to make excuses. Grown men running away from little lady reporters cracks me up, <laughs> and they're pathetic. Yes. They're pathetic. Yes. And... Uh, Yes, exactly. uh, and I got I to gotta watch my blood pressure now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, I'll take it back. Uh, the House also sent a $1.5 trillion infrastructure bill, which is supposedly something that Trump wanted. And it's something that everyone wants, really. But, oh, no, nothing happening there. And then we've got the... And then we've got the the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 being out of control. We've got a new threat. And and just hitting record, we're hitting record numbers on the COVID nineteen, and we just got to close back down. So all of these things, I guess, we'll move on to the State of the Union then, which is a little better news than what we've just been through. So all of these problems, we we fight back by by the election. And this week, this week Joe Biden is down a little bit from last week. He was up steadily quite a bit the last two weeks so he's still kind of tracking he's been really consistent since the beginning of the, the, the since the election started biden was always always beating trump and in the worst case he was still mostly beating trump for the vast majority yeah. of the time bernie was was beating trump in uh you know, in current numbers, but then it's the worst case numbers. When I take out the margin of error, then he was going below Trump. So, but Biden's numbers have been consistent along. So I am kind of, and I'm looking all at all, as many polls as I can find. And so he has now 356 electoral college votes, 270 to win, remember. Worst case is 278. So that is assuming that everything that co could go wrong goes wrong and all these states that are flipping that he loses every single one of them and and his numbers actually haven't ever been that low so it, but but you know with the the volatility <laughs> that's going on right now you you don't know but it's really quite hopeful he's been trending up the last two weeks there's no reason that I can see that it should be down this week. I think it was just a little bit of a recovery from an overshoot last week. People were very extremely upset. And 
we just have to let me let me interject some of my experiences down here uh when i ran the political department for pennsylvania we uh we would bring workers out of the mills and that and out of the factories in may and that they'd get paid six months by the union to work on uh political campaigns and then they'd have to go back uh to where they came from me included the I'd go out in May, and the whole time from May to Labor Day was just getting ready for the attack after Labor Day. Nothing, everything's going on now is going to be forgotten. And the, the real party starts Labor Day weekend. And that's when we'll have the Joe Bidens walking in Pittsburgh and Chicago, and the uh, drums will be pounding. And then it really gets down to the nitty gritty. The uh, campaigns will, you know, Joe finally has a lot of money. And it's going to probably be spewed out from Labor Day to the election, thankfully. And that's some pretty good sense. The next big move on Joe's part is picking the VP. And that will eat up maybe three weeks of press time right now. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. Other than that, all everything else, these numbers, these polls and that, you can forget about it really until Labor Day. After Labor Day is when it's really going to start to count. And it's really going to be some money shuffled here and there to cover this area, that area. Does Michigan need more people, more money? You know, does Wisconsin need it, Illinois? And it'll be filtered through there. It's a big operation. It's pretty neat. And it's uh, pretty accurate, too. The AFL-CIO and the Steelworkers had seven points of contact for each member. And that seven points was varied anywhere from getting a letter in the mail, uh, from, from having somebody knocking on your door, getting a phone call, things like that. But the most important letter they got was from the president of their local, saying this is, these are our issues, this is why we back this person. And they'll always open up a letter from their local because it concerns them. <clears throat> so that the strategy is pretty solid. Now, for the general Americans <laughs> that aren't in union jobs, regrettably, uh, the AFL has other opportunities uh, in methods of uh, touching base with these people. And uh, uh, hopefully one of them is going to be this podcast here, <laughs> right, Nan? Hopefully. hopefully. Now, of course, everything that you're saying is true, but I really want to emphasize very quickly here that there are very there's very important work that needs to be done now, that is being done and needs to be done now. We must exactly. wait for Labor Day, okay, because we need to build up that, that momentum, and I think it's having an effect. Uh, so it, it it's possible. Uh, well, I, I know that it's having an effect. I, I've been working. I've been working on some of the Senate races in Arizona. It's really they have a, a terrific team there. They are so motivated. They're making so many calls, and and the numbers, um, Mark Kelly's numbers, are reflecting that. So getting back to Joe Biden, though, well, two seventy eight is too close. Uh, we we don't want to be there because we don't know what what could happen he is at 356 it's very hopeful i think it's very likely he's he's going to win but we also want to consider too that we want as many to come together as possible the more we're together the more we can get accomplished so this week this week here's interesting north carolina joe biden is up seven it's a huge jump because he was just barely tied before and I'd like to think it's the phone banking, which has just been heating up there. They have been, so I've been, I've been working that phone bank. Uh, and 
and they are asking for all Democrats when you when call not just the not just the Senate campaign. Of course, I focus on on Cal Cunningham, the Senate. Florida has dropped down to a tie. He was up. Joe Biden was up with significant margin the last two weeks, but this week it's down to a tie. So that these these states, Florida, Arizona, Texas, they flip back and forth a lot, and so Arizona and Texas, he's down in both those states this this um, this week. So where he was up last week in Arizona and Texas. So, but not with margin. So we need to we need to focus on those. Um, Michigan and Wisconsin are are down from last week, but still significantly ahead. So those look good. So if you're working the Biden Biden phone banks, they are calling for people now. We want to focus on Florida, Pennsylvania, because it's been flipping. Although it's it, the last few weeks, it's been solid. I think Jerry, your your friends are are working hard there. Texas and Arizona, Florida, Pennsylvania, Texas, and Arizona, those are the most volatile. Then then help out in Michigan, New Hampshire, Iowa, and Ohio. Also, those are those are also possible states we could get. And again. When you're talking to people, think of, you know, unity, right? So, um, so I don't pay much attention generally to the popular vote, but his popular vote is is still pretty consistently ahead at nine, which is not enough. It's not enough for us to be working together as a country. We've got to watch out for. We've got to watch out for the the Green Party. There's a big faction and that claim to be Bernie supporters. I don't know if they're bots or they're real people. They kind of seem like the real people and they're all calling for Bernie to run as an independent or for the, or to go green party if he doesn't. So we've, we've got to talk to these people. Cause we've got and to I caution, I caution everybody. And again, my sites are set on Labor Day. Yes. Mail in voting has to occur. Yes. After Labor Day, the Republicans are going to go inundate us with why you can't have mail-in voting because of the Chinese are going to stuff our mailboxes. You know, all kind of lies are going to come out. We got to combat that now. Right. We have to pull for that yeah, for after Labor Day. When the crap hits the fan, you're going to have people knocking on your door right. that are Trump supporters saying you, you know you got to be against it. It's just it, it should be illegal. And they'll, they'll lie to you. They say, "Oh, it's going to be illegal." Uh, just tell them to, you know, to go to hell, lock yeah. your door, and let your dog out. Yeah, so that's, that's mail in voting is priority. We have to have it. We have to have it. And when I'm making the calls, I really everybody has, has saying they've got their they've got their mail in ballots or they've got it set up. So yep. uh, that's that seems we seem to have done a good job on that. Need to continue. Of course, that's a good point. So moving on to the state of the Senate. Remember, we need five states. We're going to lose one. We're going to lose Alabama. So we need we need five seats plus the vice president. Okay, or we need six if we don't get the vice president. Now there are two independents. Not sure we can count on them. So the absolute minimum is three. But but you you just you just we really we really have to try hard for five. Now we probably have Colorado, Massachusetts, and Arizona. That that's Arizona's a well, a big surprise, except for those of us who've been working on that campaign. That's uh, mm -hmm. happy, very, very happy that Mark Kelly is consistently ahead of Martha McSally there by is sometimes as much as 13 points. So 
Now we're up slightly in Maine, North Carolina, and Iowa. Those are the three we could get. Uh, it's extremely close in Montana and Kansas. So of those five, the, so those five are the ones where we really should be concentrating our effort. North Carolina, Maine, Montana, Iowa, uh, Kansas, and then also, well, possibly Kentucky. I know it's, it's not likely, but let's, let's give it, you know, give it a shot. You do not have to be in the state. You just contact the, you know, go to the website, contact the candidates website or the Demo or the state democratic party and get the information to volunteer. These places are crying. They're crying for phone bankers in uh, Maine's been calling me North Carolina, Arizona is still, is still good. That's the, that's the most fun because it's a little bit easier, but and Montana is finally starting up their phone banking, Steve Bullock. So some of them were still waiting for, uh, they were still waiting for primaries elections to be over. Now the primaries are done, then they're, they're taking off. So please, please help out. Now here's the thing. When you, you don't have to be in the state to volunteer on the phone banks. You, uh, any, anybody can do it. I don't go out there and say, Hey, I'm in California. I'm calling for North Carolina. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, I don't, I'm not hiding it either. It's the Senate is a concern to all of us, the entire country, and we're just trying to help them out. So if the, but it's important to know too, that you can, I guess I'm getting a lot of people in North Carolina who are afraid to, to afraid to help out. So first of all, you're not asking for money. No, they're never asking for money. They're doing a lot of calling Democrats to just trying to get them to volunteers to set up for that Labor Day rush that Jerry's talking about. And so, but not even just get set up for that, but but to start start working now. So a lot of times you're just asking if they're Democrats, then then you're asking for um, for them to volunteer. And then you you can choose too. there's you can really choose who, what groups you get to call now. I'm a masochist. I choose the independents and Republicans. I tell them, go ahead, <laughs> let me have it. <laughs> um, I have the thickest skin in the world <laughs> when it comes to people like this, and it doesn't doesn't bother me a bit. So I'm I'm and a lot of people can't handle that, and that's fine. A lot of people are too shy to talk on the phone. You're just not. I finding in North Carolina too. I, I a lot of them. Well, I'm just not. I want to help, but I'm just not good on the phone. You, there's texting too. For me, the phone is most important, is most valuable. And and here's here's how I do it though. Some of the they have they have a written script, but I don't use the script because it's a little too formal usually. So I say, and I start off talking really fast so you can get them through the second sentence before they hang up on you. It works really well in Arizona because I say, um, hi, my name's Nanette. I'm calling for Mission for Arizona and Mark Kelly on Mission for Arizona. And we're just trying to call and check and see how everybody's doing with the COVID-19. Are you having any problems? And I try to get that out as fast as I can. Now, see, in Arizona, the, the mission, a lot of people don't know that Mission for Arizona is Democrats, so they can kind of let you get to the part where you're just asking how they are. And it's sincere, too. I have helped one man who had trouble getting his prescriptions, especially early on in, in the crisis, and he couldn't get his prescriptions transferred. You really are helping them out and you have resources and they and you let them know that they can call the campaign if they're still not getting help in most cases. Is it's two to one. 
And Jerry, are you some are you moving something there? You're gonna have to come. Yeah, in. I just opened the drawer up to put okay. my head in. Uh, <laughs> like, um, well, it, so maybe cut this out, but that came out really, really loud on my end. So I'm just saying okay. That it's, okay. It's working. Okay. So, um, so anyway, uh, right. So then, so that's my first sentence is, is try to get to the second sentence, which in all the states that I'm working in so far, they are doing wellness checks and they are sincere about wanting to help out. And that just starting like that is, is such an important, uh, is, is important step to get them through. So you have resources for them, you know, okay. If you, if you, if you run into troubles or you know anybody who's having troubles, you know, you can dial 211 and they have many, many resources. And if you're still having problems, you can contact the Democratic Party or whoever, whoever you're calling for. So then the only thing is, is it's good. So it's very, very easy. And then and then they're going on to say, then you're going to, well, do you happen to know? Do you happen to know who you're voting for for Senate? And uh, and. Then from there, you can tell, okay, would you like to volunteer? Or if they say they don't know, and then I say, well, would you look at, would you do me a favor and look at Cal Cunningham's website and, and see what you think? Because, you know, Tom Tillis is making it more difficult for people to get medical care during, during the COVID. And then uh, Cal Cunningham is a former, you know, I still have the whole thing. He's, he's former military and he's very concerned about, um, about the you know helping helping people that are having troubles, so or whatever it is that I that I say. So I, I do look up. I I, ha, I know enough about the candidate that I can talk about them. I don't push it. I don't say just. I just say, well, just can, would you just consider this? And then if you decide that you really yeah are want to help support because North Carolina is at a dead heat, and if you want to help out, then please please call the, and I give them the information to call so that they can too get on the phone banks. So really, and just in, in closing, uh, we really have, we really can do a lot and it will help you. Believe me, it makes you feel so much better to talk to people. And so many people are stuck at home and they, and they're so upset by what's going on and they just, they really just want to talk to somebody about it. It's, um, it's, uh, it's so important and so effective. I think it's we've seen in Arizona. And now the numbers are starting to come up in North Carolina. The last two weeks have been really busy on the phone banks in North Carolina. And after this, I'm going to get on those phone banks myself. So please, please help out if you can. It, there's always a way, no matter who you are. And if you don't think you can handle talking to people, there are other things you can do. Just, just contact the campaigns and and be there you can write emails you can you can do all kinds of things but anybody who's good at talking to people or enjoys it please do that because no matter what no matter where in the end we're going to get more good accomplished by having more people come together and and overcoming the divisiveness and just having a, a more positive feeling okay okay so, that's it uh good information as always Erin Ann. Okay. We're going to move on through the week, and we have a, another podcast coming up on, on treason that you're going to want to listen to, right? Yes, that's re okay. a special guest, and he's very interesting. We'll see you soon. Okay. <laughs>